0: This is the weekly podcast for Connection Community Church for Sunday, September 13th, 2009. Located in Middletown, Delaware, we are dedicated to connecting people with Jesus and the life that He offers. For more information about Connection Community Church and our ministries, please contact us at www.connectioncc.org. If you seek a relationship with Jesus or would like prayer, please call our church offices at 302 378-7692. On behalf of the entire Connection family, we thank you for listening and pray that you are blessed by God's message.
1: When I was a kid, uh, the first house we lived in, lived there until I was about 10. We had this, um, well, we had a dining room, but then we had a place in the kitchen uh, where we had this uh, table and booth. It was kind of like you'd find in a luncheonette or a diner or something. You know, like, it's funny I remember it this long, uh, so long ago, but the table had, one you know, like a center post in it, and the top of it was kind of light, and it had, I guess the best I can describe it is, like, um, just imagine the outline of a bunch of paramecium pastel in color, these outlines all over the table. Maybe you've been in a diner or luncheonette that had one of those kind of tables, all those little squiggly or squirrely lines all over it. And it had these two red uh, booths. Um, of course, I was a little guy, so they seemed really big at the time. These big kitchen booths. And, and and the reason I tell you that is because for me, these kitchen booths served as my childhood confessional. My childhood confessional. And, and the one I confessed to, he didn't wear a clerical collar, he wore a, a white t-shirt and blue work pants. You know, and I didn't call him father, I called him daddy. It's so what I do. I would get in the one booth and I lay there while he's on the other, reading the paper, drinking his coffee or whatever. And 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 you know, I. It's when some terrible childhood thing happened, like when I smoked at age eight or one of those other horrible or inappropriate behaviors of when I was a kid. And, and 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 I would lay on the one booth and 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 like I say, he'd be on the other. And and then I do what I always did when I was nervous about doing so I learned to do it later when I was called, carry up for a date, you know, I'd count to 50. And, uh, he only needed <laughs> to
2: count to one.
1: But I didn't know that, you know, so, you know, I'd count to 50, you know, trying to get the nerve. Of course, 50 was never enough, so I'd do it again, count 50 again, and when that wasn't enough, after a few 50s, you know, I'd, I'd get up the nerve to share my, um, my dark, deep, dark secret with my father. And um, dad was always pretty cool. He he always you know just was very forgiving and kind of took it in stride and just told me what I needed to hear. And um, and then after I told him, it was I I was free. Not not free to do it again, not free to go out smoking again at age eight. You know that didn't happen for another eight years. But you know or 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 or, or starting again, but free. Uh, to be no longer bound by that secret that I'd been hiding, no, free to no longer be controlled by that sin, you know, no longer bound by that thing that had been holding me captive, uh, free to kind of start over. I know that maybe sounds funny at age 8, 9, or 10, but that's exactly what it was, free, free to experience what we talk about in the church as new life, free from being bound by that thing that had been binding me. <laughs> uh,
2: unbound. Unbound from secrets, secrets that bind us. That's what we're talking about today. Unbound. Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones.
1: And I'm Alan Jones.
2: And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Good morning, Lord. Thank you for this day that you have provided for us. It's a day that is yours and a day that we get to be a part of it. Open up our hearts that we might receive your word, your message this morning. That we might be changed and transformed by it. Thank you for your love and grace and your mercy that's new each day. We pray this in Jesus' name and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And all of Connection Church said, amen. amen.
1: So secrets, you know, they come in all shapes and sizes, all magnitudes. Um, now, some secrets are important to keep, you know, like if you're planning that special surprise birthday party for somebody, it's not going to be much of a surprise if you share the secret ahead of time, amen? Amen. Or, or you know, if you're wanting to uh, ask that special someone to marry you in a very special way and you have all this thing planned and you tell them what it's going to be ahead of time, that, that's not a real bright thing to do, is it? That, so those aren't the kind of secrets that we're talking about this morning.
2: The secrets that we are focused on this morning are those things that, that we did, or things that someone else did, or the things that someone did to us that are shame-filled, that fill us with guilt. They're so horrible that we can't imagine letting go of the secret, letting anyone else in on on what happened. The secrets that we're talking about this morning are are the type of secrets that keep us, that keep you, that keep me, from experiencing the awesome, incredible life that Jesus has to offer us.
1: Mm. And, you know, keeping these secrets has been part of the human condition from, well, from almost nearly the beginning. If we go in Genesis, the first book in Scripture, in just the third chapter, almost, almost to be just a little bit past the beginning, third chapter, verse 8, here's what we read. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day don't you love that in the cool of the day and they hid from the lord god among the trees of the garden <laughs>
2: They hid from the Lord in the trees of the garden. You see, they hid from the Lord because they had a secret that they didn't want the Lord to know about. Now, they were in a garden created by the Lord. They were created themselves by the Lord, but they had a secret that they thought they could hide from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Go figure. You see, they had a secret, they held a secret. ...from the Lord, so they thought, because they were disobedient. They had disobeyed the instructions that God had given them, and they had broken the trust. And when that trust was broken, they allowed Satan into their lives and into the lives of all of humanity, you and me. Sin came in when they violated what the Lord had told them, and it was a secret that they kept, you know, they thought that somehow they could hide this secret from God.
1: Isn't it amazing how much we resemble Adam and Eve? We look a whole lot like them most days, don't we? At least I can't say for you, but I know I do. Many of you... Many of us here today, maybe most, maybe all, have a secret or two or three or have a secret tucked away. A secret that maybe is binding us, keeping us from experiencing the new life in Christ that we have been promised
2: Maybe the secret is something that we did, something that, that we don't want anybody to know about, something we did either yesterday, last week, five years ago, 10 years ago, 40 years ago. In either case, it's something that we don't want anybody to know about. We want to keep it from everyone, including God. <laughs> we don't even want God to know. You see, if if that person found out, we might think, well, they're not going to like us anymore. They're going to think badly about us. If God found out, well, my, maybe God wouldn't love me anymore. Well, that is absolutely not the case. There's nothing that you've done that would cause God to not love you. And there's nothing that you can do to cause God to love you more than God does right this very minute. So we don't need to hide. We don't need to hide.
1: Or maybe the secret is something that somebody else did. Maybe it's um, somebody close to you. Maybe it's somebody in your family, you know, those family secrets. And, and even though you didn't do it, what that other person did or does is so embarrassing, it's so humiliating, it's so shameful that we, we got to keep it a secret. You know, maybe it's a habit, maybe it's an addiction, maybe it's, you know, the list goes on, and we just don't want anyone, I mean anyone, to know about it. Because again, if if people were to know the truth, we're not sure what they would think, even if the truth is about somebody else, because that somebody else might be close to me, and even I don't want to know what they want to think about that person, and what if by association they might also think that about me?
2: And then there are those secrets that that we want to keep, those secrets that bind us because there are things that have been done to us. This is really tough. Those horrible things that are, are unspeakable, things that aren't our fault, things that we had no control over, things that we couldn't stop. And there's a lot of shame in these kinds of secrets. And even when we're not responsible for those things, they still bind us. They still bind us and they bring us they bring us shame.
1: Shame, that's what they all seem to have in common. Whether it was something we did or something someone close to us did or does, or something someone did to us. We often keep these things secret because of the shame that they carry, the shame they bring. And we are ashamed of ourselves and or that other person or those other persons. And, and even, even when those things were done to us, beyond our control, Shame often binds us so tightly that that we just cannot share that secret.
2: Shame. It's that negative emotion that causes us to feel um, dishonored. We feel disgrace. We feel embarrassed. We feel unworthy. We have shame. And we also have fear, fear that someone else will find out our secret that we have worked so hard to keep, so hard to hold on to.
1: You know, Satan loves it when we are filled with shame and fear. And the reason is this. Satan has a singular purpose in his life, and Jesus tells us what that purpose is. We've shared it before, but it definitely bears repeating. He shares it with us in the uh, the Gospel of John, the 10th chapter, the first half of the 10th verse. And this is what Jesus says. He says, he's comparing it to, uh, this is about the shepherd, the good shepherd, and then he talks about one uh, a thief uh, a sheep thief and he says the thief comes only only to steal kill and destroy that that word only is crucial there because only means there's no other purpose there is no other reason for being that is the singular purpose for satan and that is to steal to kill and destroy Satan is the thief. And you know, sometimes some people have this like, um, I don't know, this concept of Satan that it's kind of like this nebulous idea this, it's a, that Satan is a concept, that Satan's like a metaphor, that Satan's like just some symbol of evil, but that nothing could be further from the truth. Satan is very real and hardcore and a being and a being that you do not want to mess with unless Jesus is on your side. Because Satan, again, has a singular purpose. And that singular purpose is to steal, to kill, and destroy, to steal our joy, to kill our dreams, and to destroy our lives. And, and shame and fear are two of Satan's greatest weapons in this ongoing assault on your and my lives. The shame of what you did, of what those you're connected with did or do, or the shame of what was done to you, and the fear that somebody might find
2: This shame and this fear can absolutely immobilize us. The shame and the fear, it's like this perfect storm. It paralyzes us. It makes us this emotional, psychological, spiritual, quadriplegic. Satan is counting on this combination of shame and fear to absolutely wreck our lives, to destroy us. Satan is counting on this shame and fear. Stay with me. Stay with me. Satan is counting on this shame and fear to keep us from experiencing this incredible life that Jesus has for you and for me and just wants us to keep bound up. Shame and fear can bound us up like nothing else can.
1: Mm. You know, it's interesting. The word... Fear appears in Scripture in the New International Version 326 times. That's a lot. That's a lot of fear. And yet, and yet, throughout the Scriptures, Old Testament and New Testament, when God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, or God's representative angel, when any of them are in the neighborhood, we are told, quite simply, two words. We're told to fear no. not. Fear not. And that's because when God is in town, fear takes a holiday. And that's because fear does not come from God. Faith comes from God. And, and if you notice, faith, I think, comes about 700 times in the Scriptures. That's, that's a two-to-one ratio. That's pretty good, isn't it? That's pretty good. Fear does not come from God. Faith comes from God. Fear comes from the evil one. Faith comes from the holy one. Fear comes from the one that wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Faith comes from the one who came that we might have life and have it to the fullest. Fullest. The one is Jesus. And we're told that in the second half of this, I only gave you half of that verse 10, John 10, 10a. I'll give you the whole verse now. Here's what Jesus said. He said, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I, Jesus says, I, Jesus, have come that they, meaning you, you and me, that we may have life and have it to the what? To the forest! That's awesome, isn't it? It doesn't get any bigger than that. The fullest means that's all there is. So Satan comes to kill, but Jesus
2: comes to give us life and give it to the fullest. Can't get any fuller than that, to the fullest. And that's God's plan for your life. That's God's plan for my life. And the thing is, is that we can't get that new life if we hang on to the old stuff. We can't get that new life... (laughs) that life that God has planned for you and for me, if we clench so tight to those secrets, the secrets that bind us up, that we can't, you know, that paralyze us, God wants so much more for your life than that. And you can get that because there's promises in the Bible that just to release that, you know, there's a scripture that that we say around here a lot. It's 2 Corinthians 5.17. Let's say it together. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ. Has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has come. Release it. The old is gone. The new has come. Life in Christ. To the fullest. But. It's tough to realize that life, that freedom in Christ, if we are bound by the secrets of the past. It's difficult to walk in faith. It's difficult to walk in faith if we are hiding in fear.
1: You know that story we shared about Adam and Eve when they were hiding or trying to hide? God called out to Adam and asked, Where are you? It's not like God didn't know. <laughs> Come on. It's not like he's really saying, Hey, Adam, give me your GPS coordinates, please. I, I can't seem to figure out where you are. Now, what what God was doing was, was giving Adam a chance to do what we all need to do. And and it's because God has wired us in a, in a way that we have this need. And we have this need to come forth, this need to confess, this need to talk to God about the secrets that are binding us, these secrets of our hearts. And he was just given, Adam, where are you? Meaning, okay, I'm going to give you the opportunity to step forth because you think you're hiding, big boy. And the thing is, like I said, God didn't force him, and God doesn't force you, and God doesn't force me. But, but he gives us a chance He's waiting there for us to tell him what he's known all along, just, just like the father knew all along but was waiting to hear from his daughter in this skit that we just had a minute ago.
2: Maybe it's time to talk to God about a secret that you've been holding on to for a really long time. As Alan said, it's not like God doesn't know, but God, God wants to hear from us and we just need to confess that that we've been hiding and what's what we're afraid of and what's been binding us up god's ready to hear that there's this saying that some of us are familiar with it says we're only as sick as the secrets we keep we don't have to keep those secrets we don't have to keep them anymore.
1: So maybe we share with God, but sometimes it's also helpful to share with someone else. Sometimes it's important to share with someone else because the whole fear is that somebody's going to find out. Well, if somebody knows, and we don't have that fear, do we? Um. Sometimes it's like we said, things with us that we've done, maybe something somebody did to us, or maybe it's something that somebody around us has done. Um, i give you an example for me that's very timely right now. Um, maybe you heard or maybe you saw in the bulletin that my younger sister Susan passed away this week. We got a call from my older sister on Wednesday morning that that had happened. And uh, well, that was strange because she's like just 50 and it didn't seem like she was in any condition where that would happen. But then, then we got an email later that day. That was a really tough one because we, we were shared with us in that email that she had taken her own life. And, and, and I, I share that with you this morning for several reasons. One is because that's one of those secret type things that sometimes we, we don't want anybody to know because... I don't know, maybe there's a shame, there's, a, there's a, some kind of an R about that we uh, really would rather not have people know that part of our family. And you know, it's, it's been a tough week, it's strange, it's, uh, it's hard to wrap my brain around because I, I can't imagine being at that point, being that hopeless or being that much in pain that that would be the alternative, and yet... You know, I, I, can't, I wasn't in my sister's shoes, so I don't know what she was going through. And, 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 um, and so I share it with you so that uh, I kind of give you an example of one of them family things that sometimes it's helpful to kind of share. I, I share it with you also because, you know, you, you don't want to share secrets with just anybody. I share this with you today because I trust you. With what I'm sharing with you, you always want to trust the person with what you share, and 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 I share it because um, I don't want to just say, "Oh, my sister passed away," and uh, another subject. (laughs) It's important to be able to talk honestly about what happened there, even though it's very painful. And even though I don't fully understand um, maybe what happened there. But sometimes even when we share it with God, we still need to share things with other people. That's how we're wired to. We're wired to be with other people and to share our pain, to share our secrets. Again, not with just anybody. In fact, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't encourage you to do what I just did with your secrets usually it's better maybe one-on-one. Small group. And who do you trust? I don't know. Maybe there's somebody in your small group. Maybe you have a Christian brother or sister here that you can share with. Maybe maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it's a family member. Somebody that, that isn't going to judge you. That, 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 that isn't going to just, whoa! You know, they're going to be able to listen with love and without condemnation. Even if it's something that, that you can't imagine anybody Could could not judge you for if it was something that you did. But you know the thing is, and maybe if it's something that someone else did, and it's not even you, someone, you know, maybe a family member, something, something they've done that's kind of brought shame or embarrassment. Maybe maybe it's time to release them from your. I call it the kind of the witness protection program. You've been protecting them to your own detriment. It's not to throw them under the bus. Like I say, you're not going to share it with the world, but maybe with one other person just to share your pain a little bit. Maybe you can squarely look at what they did or what they're doing that has caused you to feel so compelled to keep it a secret for so long. And and maybe, maybe above all, all else, it's it's time to share with someone that secret of something that someone did to you. That you felt so shameful about even though you were the innocent um, receiver of whatever it was. And and you felt shamed by that such that you were imprisoned by it for however long that's been. Maybe it's time to to share that somehow.
2: Maybe that person isn't here today. Maybe you don't know who that person is that you need to share it with. You certainly share it with God, but to confess out loud, pray about that. Pray about who it is that God wants you to to trust with your secret so that it's not just swapping news, swapping secrets, but that you can be unbound so that you can have this freedom that God wants for you. Pray, pray, pray. Pray for deliverance, for new life that life that God wants to offer you. In fact, let's pray right now. Awesome God, we thank you and we praise you for this day. And in the midst of of this really difficult message that we share and the things that have happened in our lives, Lord, we know that you're still God. And your mercies are new every morning. And that there's nothing that can separate us. There is nothing that can separate us from the love that you have for us in Christ Jesus. We thank you for your son, Jesus, our Savior, our Redeemer, our friend. And we pray this in his most holy and precious name. And all of Connection Church said, amen. amen.
1: So we're going to close our service a little differently than we usually do this morning. We're going to close in a time of contemplation and prayer. And we would ask that you would take this time to think about if there are some secrets in your life that that maybe um, you've been holding on to or maybe you need to let go of. Uh, you need to share them with God? (laughs) He already knows. Um, Do you need to share them maybe with somebody else? Or maybe it's both, God and somebody else. Um, we'll have some quiet music here at the end, and you can stay here and pray, or up the ramp in the first hallway to your left is room six. It's been transformed into a prayer room, a great atmosphere in there for just some time of contemplation. If you need some time to think, there are people there if you need someone to pray with, but they're not going to bother you if you want to be you just pray by yourself. So don't feel that, that, uh, that they're going <laughs> to give you help when you don't need it. Um, We encourage you to take some time here at the end and just think and pray and contemplate what we've been talking about this morning.
2: Our hope for you this morning is that the secrets that have been binding you, that have been holding you down, that have been keeping you from fully realizing this life that Jesus has to offer you, this life that Jesus has planned for you, our hope is that today's the day that you can let go of those secrets. Our hope is that you can let go of the shame, let go of the fear, and that you can be unbound in the new life that Christ has.
0: Thank you for listening to our weekly message from Connection Community Church. If you would like more information about what you just heard, or if you seek a relationship with Jesus, please call our church offices at 302 378 7692. You can also find out more about our ministries and upcoming events on our website at www.connectioncc.org. Thank you again for listening. And may this be the greatest week of your life.